You're listening to the Eat Sleep Blog Repeat Podcast, brought to you by the North Carolina Blogger Network. Find us online at ncbloggernetwork.com. We're digging deep in the archives today and bringing out an archived episode from our Blogging 411 podcast. This episode discusses how to use Google Plus as a blogger. So if that's something that you're interested in learning about, stay tuned because that episode is coming up next. Good evening, everyone. My name is Nicole Murphy with momcomplicated.com and NC Blogger Network. Welcome to our new home. We will now be broadcasting our weekly show from the NC Blogger Network page. And it will soon to be it will be housed soon on our website when it's launched. Uh, so look out for that. Um, but Blogging 411 is a weekly show every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. where we talk about blogging for 30 minutes. So please let me allow my co-hosts to introduce themselves. Allison, why don't you go first? Hi, I am Allison Barrett-Carter. I do content marketing and freelance writing. I've been in the blog industry for about five years, actually sold a blog, and I love it. I love it. Awesome. And I am Randy Brown. I am a bit of a blogger and a webmaster, and I own iHelpers.net, where we can help your WordPress blog get online quickly and inexpensively. Awesome. So tonight we're talking about Google Plus and how it relates to bloggers. Um, and that always seems to be, you know, a confusing and convoluted kind of question. Um, you're going to find different reasons from, I don't know, somebody just told me to be here, so I'm here, um, to people that are very passionate about, you know, your very existence. It totally depends on being on Google Plus and some people that will say, you know, it doesn't matter at all. So I believe we might have some different opinions tonight, so it should get good. Um, we're going to start with talking about just what is Google Plus. In case you have not dis, um, gone over to check out Google Plus yet, you're still on Facebook and checking out, you know, Instagram and Pinterest, and it just hasn't been your thing. Um, it is how so Google Plus is the spine of Google is how it's been described. Google has tried some different kind of social e projects. Um, all of them have been ended, and so Google Plus is the longest standing social project that um, Google has done. They've come out in past years and said that everybody that works at Google um, works on Google Plus, um, and it's part it's integrated into their job. Um, and that they stand behind it 100%. They have integrated their map system into Google+. Um, they've in integrated a lot of their search. So they really are stepping behind the product and saying that they do believe it, believe in it. Um, so do you, do you guys think that Google+, matters? Well, it depends on how you define matters. Sure, it matters. It's it's like you said, it sort of is the spine of Google. It, they've said that Google Plus is Google, and, and it does sort of tie everything together, your YouTube and your your maps and your, if you have a business page, and then there's some social e parts of it and authorship. And so, sure, it, it, it matters. I think the question is how much does it matter? Allison, what do you think? Well, I, I was 
I think it matters, but I think that is calibrated. And if you haven't been on Google Plus before, do go check it out. By the way, if you have a, a Gmail account, you already have a Google Plus page. I don't know if you know this or not. Um, you got to go check it out and see how it's laid out. It looks very different than any other social platforms out there, which I think for a lot of people is a turnoff for them. Um, I will say when I first started using it, I did not find it very intuitive. I, I thought that it was kind of cumbersome, hard to navigate, and hard to get around. But like anything else on the internet, spend a little bit of time on there and you start to figure it out. Um, I think one of the things that Google Plus has going for it that's a positive is that, as far as I can tell, they haven't tried to run the algorithm runaround that Facebook's getting a lot of heat for right now. So when I go to my Google Plus page, granted it might be me because I don't have a ton of followers and I don't follow tons of people on Google Plus, but when I go to my Google Plus page and I'm looking, I get real time what people are posting. And it's different than Twitter too because people aren't throwing like 60 tweets out a day, right? So it kind of has a different cadence and a different feel and a very different look from any other, other social platforms as far as I can tell, um, which gives it a different purpose, which I would love to hear, Nicole, kind of what you think the purpose is and how you use it. <laughs> you have a lot of followers, so I want to know. <laughs> well, okay, so I got onto Google+. Plus. Um, I was doing social media strategy for small businesses, and I was asked to live tweet an event. Um, it had the four women basketball, college women basketball coaches in one room um, talking about the importance of women in sports. So this was a very important event. It was really exciting. Um, uh, the One of the anchors from WRAL was uh, um, emceeing the event. And so I wanted to get the most reach while I was live tweeting. And I looked to Google Plus, um, mainly to run a hangout from that because I wanted access to the event footage that I knew I wasn't going to be able to access from WRL. Um, not that they're bad or anything, but they are a TV station and you get your clip and then hopefully you get a link to your clip and that is all. And I wanted to take, um, ownership of that footage. And so one way that I could do that was that I could just bring a webcam in, film everything, and then it was housed for free on YouTube. So that was a huge win for me. That is how I really started my interest into Google+. Um, and then I met some people and I learned a lot. And so I, it, to me, Google+, matters a lot because of the, the sequence that I um, really came into it. Um, before I came into Google Plus before I was a blogger, and so I learned a lot about blogging through interacting with the people on Google Plus and watching what they were doing and learning how to mimic them. Um, so for me, Google Plus holds some considerable weight. Um, I think if you're a blogger or, or a webmaster, Google Plus is, is a great resource because all the other webmasters and bloggers have, have flocked here. So it's, you, it's great to make some relationships. I've, I've met some great people that have actually turned into um, profitable uh, friendships and relationships. Mm -hmm. And I've learned a lot, and you can learn a lot because there's other people, there's other, you know, the, the, the big draw is to, is to the webmasters and, and the bloggers. I think where it's a little bit weaker is if you want to start 
driving, you know, everybody says you've got to be on Google Plus to drive traffic to your website or for SEO or whatever. When you, for me, the weakness is finding the regular people that aren't bloggers and that aren't webmasters that I want to send to my non-webmaster website. They're just not here. They're, they're over on Facebook and they're on Twitter. And now there's problems with Facebook and problems with Twitter that, that I, I hate, you know, you got to pay if you want to, any uh, you know significant amount of people to see something on on Facebook and on Twitter it's like farting in the wind it's gone before uh, you know before it's even before you're done typing it so it, it's it, you know Google Plus is not Facebook and Google Plus is not Twitter uh, and I think a lot of people tend to think or confuse that Google Plus is you know is it's Google's answer to Facebook it it it's not maybe they intended that but it, it's not. Um, so if you're looking for people, if you're looking to drive that wild, massive traffic of non-webmaster real people, I don't think those people are here. And I, I'm really starting to see that more and more. Is it just the regular folk just aren't here? But I'm not sure I want to go pay for them over on Facebook either. So it's uh, you know, it, it's um, I guess there is no perfect place for people to find. Yeah, people. I'm gonna, sorry, Allison, but I'm going to have to rebuttal you a little bit based on there are certain niches of interest, like, you know, the basketball community or the football community, the college football community, photographers, the space community. Photography, space, sports, some sports, blogging and webmastering. I, I think that's it. And if, if you're, maybe a couple of others. It's very limited, but you're right. There are some big, you know, the space community is, is huge. And the uh, I've seen some of the sports communities are, are huge. But... And that's fine. If you've got a website, if you want to get those people and you want to get in front of them, then that's great. Um, but if you want, you know, if you're not inside those niches, the masses of people, I still say, just aren't on Google+. I do think the audience is really different, but I think that might be one of the things that's making me warm up to it. Um, I kind of feel like Facebook, I'm kind of fighting all the time to be seen or to be heard, just as a person, not even as a blogger, but as somebody's friend, right? And then, you know, with Twitter, like Randy says, it's like farting of the wind, and you just hope it doesn't stink sometimes, you know? It's like you're just going for it, and you're just trying to see what's out there. And a lot of times on Twitter, you are having internet interactions with people that you, you don't even know, or you don't even know you're having an interaction. They're retweeting you, they're favoriting, you don't know them from boo. I feel like maybe because Google Plus isn't quite as populated yet, I'm starting to have some real genuine interactions with new people that might not be seen on other platforms. So yes, it's a smaller audience, which might contribute to that right now, but I've been able to connect with a lot of people in my local area in a way, new people in my local area, industry-related people in my local area, in a way that I haven't on Facebook. I agree, like, it's not, to, I'm not getting tons more views or unique visitors to my blog based on my Google Plus dalliances. However, I do find that I'm getting seen by new people and getting other people who might not see me on other platforms to notice me. That is one, one important difference, I think, between Facebook and Google Plus is in the audience is that I, it seems that the average intelligence level of the Google Plus user is you did not. slightly higher than the average intelligence of the Facebook group. I'm, I'm talking in general, just the the amount of stuff that you see on Google Plus seems to be a bit more intelligent. They care more. They're paying attention to what they're saying. So it's, um, 
it's I, I call it a little bit of a smarter social network for now. As if, if it grows, then that's you know that's going to go out the window. And that's well, where you get those better relationships because the people are paying attention. I think on Google Plus more, and they do seem to be a bit smarter. And then you can get some good relationships that way. Unless you enjoy relationships with idiots, then then you're better off on Facebook. Randy, that was just clickbait commenting right there. <laughs> if you're on Google Plus, you're smarter. <laughs> oh my gosh! But I will have to say that, be that as it may, if it is. Um, I do think that before you start trying to build your traction on Google+, you've got to get in there and play with it before you start throwing yourself out there a lot. I don't know how many of you guys were around when Blogging 411 started, but I inadvertently invited everybody to a private community. I'm so sorry if you got that invitation. It's There's something about Google+, that is just not as easy to click and go and click and go and click and go. Like Facebook, you know, you kind of get in there, you just start, you can do it, right? I was on my app on the, my phone, and I clicked the wrong thing, and inadvertently invited everybody. Um, so I do think that it's something that takes a little bit more getting used to, but like Nicole kind of alluded to at the top of the program, it is nice the way it integrates all of your different platforms. You know, YouTube now can be played very nicely with Google+. I have found that since we've started doing this live show and this Hangout on Air that is another type of content, another piece of content. Google Plus likes me more, and I'm starting to find more people through the Google Plus communities as well. So that's a really nice addition that the other platforms don't have. That's something unique and, and, and special to Google Plus that I've personally been benefiting from lately. Yeah, and I would say um, for anyone that's new to Google Plus, there are two ways that you can be present there are two main ways you can be present on Google+, and that is through a personal profile or a page, a business page. Um, so if you are a blogger, what I've noticed is that a lot of people will just be under their personal profile, and they're building their personal brand, and they're interacting with everybody one-to-one -one as a person, not necessarily as a brand. Some people have branched out, and they have a brand page for their blog, but it seems to be almost a secondary thing or something that they push later. Um, building those relationships, are they come first and foremost. And for me, when I was just learning how to blog and write in a manner that I thought was up to par with everybody and really got my point across and you know, before I felt confident, I really, really loved Hangouts, and not Hangouts on air necessarily, but just Hangouts where I didn't have to drive, stop my day, drive 30 minutes, go meet somebody for coffee, then spend 45 minutes having coffee, and then drive 30 minutes back home, and then spend another, you know, waste another hour, like, getting ready and, and kind of getting settling back into my day where I could network face-to-face um, and they could really see my personality and I could express myself in a manner that I was comfortable with and I could make that connection and build those relationships like that. And then, you know, the, the written word came follow, followed. But I know, like, I'm sure we've all gotten those, like, you know, email introductions or it's, like, super awkward and, you know, you really don't know what to say and you're like, ah. But this is so nice to say, hey, you want to hang out for a couple of minutes? People are pretty used to being invited to a hangout now. They know they can just hop on on their, their laptop, and then you can network and make, you know, new relationships. So I love it. And it's great for meetings, too. 
Yeah, and there's some real practical tips to know too when you're dealing with Google Plus. You know, I had mentioned make sure you get in there and fool around with it as well. Um, and one of the things that I think this is a good segue for is talking about the how to use your profile and what your profile is showing you. And I think I would love to hear from Randy especially. If you've been on your Google Plus page lately, you'll notice that you have followers and then you have, what's it called? Views. 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 And you have views. I have on mine, and Nicole always teases me because she wants to know how, and I, honest to God, have no idea. I have like 300 <laughs> followers and like 2.2 million views. So what, what is that and what does that mean? Well, of course, nobody knows for sure because Google won't tell us. Or if they do tell us and have told us, nobody, you know, it doesn't make any sense. So it's a mystery. But I think uh, most the smarter people than me have figured out or are guessing that that has to do with uh, or may have something to do with uh, your web pages that you might have with your authorship tag that's tied to you through Google+. We'll hopefully talk about the authorship part in a few minutes. So if you have your your name, basically, your Google Plus name attached on a web page and that web page gets a lot of traffic, then that may contribute to uh, the views that are showing on your profile. That's just a theory, again, because Google just hasn't said. So it's, you know, you just, you guess, basically, but that, that seems to be the prevailing theory. I like that theory. So yeah, Nicole it seems to make sense, but, you know, maybe you noticed a little... Uh, it, it it's a little frustrating that Google doesn't tell us. Why won't you just tell us, Google? Why why do you have to keep us guessing and hoping and dreaming and coming up with theories and Area 51 and all this? Just <laughs> freaking tell us. Um, well, that's, that, that's frustrating. And that's shows about it. We have shows where we talk about it for 30 minutes. We wouldn't if they just told us what was going on, yeah, right? It's a, it's a content building strategy. Um, yeah. And so that that's one of the things about Google Plus and just Google in general is. You know, oftentimes their lack of transparency, or they just forgot to mention this or that, and they throw a feature out there and didn't say anything about it. So that gets uh, frustrating. Well, I will admit that they're not the best communicators when it comes to their features and what they're up to. It's more like, oh, let's see if anyone notices. Um, yeah. Well, you know why? Especially with Google Plus, because once if they document it, and this is another gripe about Google Plus. They document it, and then three weeks later, they change it. Uh, yeah. They move things around and change things, which I guess that's part of the growing pains of a new system. You know, I, they're they're trying to make it better, but that's another uh, another issue is that you know once I learned how to do a hangout on air, well, I came back two weeks later to do another one. I couldn't figure it out because they changed everything around. And of course, had they documented it, well, now they're going to have to redo all the documentation. So they're probably smart enough to wait until they figure it all out and then document it and tell us about it. Yeah, well, that's why we have R Ronnie Benson now. If you don't yeah. know who Rocky is, you need to go follow him if you're interested in doing any kind of hangout or hangout on air stuff. Um, but I am going to talk another really great feature for um, bloggers on Google Plus is that they have hashtags. And Google, you have to enable them to add hashtags onto your posts. And this is, I think they do it for public and um, private posts but the private posts, they don't get um, indexed in Google. But if you allow them to hashtag your content, you see what Google is guessing about you. Um, so you always hear as bloggers, like, know your keywords. What keywords are you going after? Keyword, keyword, keyword tools, and this and that. Well, you can go in and actually find out what Google is 
thinking if you do that, you can experiment with it for a while. There's the, the top three is what they will um, index on the top right of your post. If you click those, it will send you to related hashtags, which is a learning goldmine to find out where they're going. And like, you know, Google's very confusing, and especially for someone that's new or not techie, but this is a, you know, a really easy way to figure out kind of where they're going and what are they thinking. Um, and then you can learn, wow, like my, my keywords and my hashtags were completely off, or okay, I was, you know, I was on to something. Um, so that, that's great. And then the other thing when you click that little turnaround is that they have something called ripples. And ripples, you can see, you know, just who is sharing, excuse me, who is sharing your content, when they're sharing it, and how influential that person was to your post. Now, when you're talking about the keywords and everything on uh, with the hashtags, you're talking about keywords and hashtags made on posts that you type up inside of Google Plus. Yeah. As well as, the, as well as with the ripples, which shows the, it's actually very interesting, the, the way that a, if, when somebody shares something, the way that it flows out from you, and that's, that's really cool to watch. But I'm not sure that I've figured out how to make those hashtags or those ripples enrich my life in any way. I mean, they're, I, I haven't found them to be useful to me really at all. I love sitting and watching a ripple for a minute and a half. Um, but the, it, I just, I'm just not seeing as a blogger what that does for me. That maybe I just, maybe I'm not smart enough to have figured it out yet, but I'm not, I don't see the value there. Well, I know for myself when I was running events, so I had influential people blogging about those events ahead of time. And then we wanted to rank. If somebody was going to Google our event, we wanted to show up and we wanted those hashtags to show up. You know, we were using them on Twitter and using them on Google. And so it was very important for us to show up when people were Googling us. And that was, those were tools that we used because sometimes somebody had 2 million followers. They shared our post. That was great. Four people shared it from there. So those were very important lessons for us to learn, um, to know who to network with, to know who to connect with, to know who to engage um, our you know, our events on. And so as for an event related situation, or if you're doing a topic where if you're a blogger and you really push, you know, breast cancer awareness or whatever your topic is and you want to rank for those times, um, I think it, it's really important to follow that. So let's, and also, let's... sorry, let me tell you one more thing. Um, I'm like, if you use those hashtags, like say you use baseball, Google puts ads on other websites. So if you go to ESPN and you, it's baseball season, you'll see an ad by Google that says, want to learn more about baseball? And if you click that, it goes directly to the search query for the hashtag baseball within Google Plus. And whoever has been using the hashtag baseball is going to show up there. So I think that's very significant. So are you saying, because it almost sounds like you said a minute ago, that by using hashtags in your posts on Google+, not your blog posts, that those make you rank in Google search for those hashtags? They do, they do rank hashtags. It's kind of one of those things where you're not quite sure what they're ranking and what they're not. But we have 
ranked for hashtags, you know, they'll show it up in the, um, the right-hand side column. So if you're looking at the Google search page, the, you know, your, your query page, on the left you'll see the traditional um, results, and on the right either like a page will show, you know, a Google Plus page will show up, a local page usually shows up. Sometimes those hashtags, if they've chosen to index them, they will be there. And if you, cl they will show you like the, the five to eight most recent posts on those hashtags. And are those, okay, so these are Google Plus posts that are showing up, not your blog posts. And are those showing up to people that are not logged into Google Plus, the yeah. average user, or are those showing up for people that are only logged into Google Plus? No, it's not logged in. And if you have a strong enough presence, I mean, this is something that we did. This is an experiment we did last October. So it's almost a year now. Um, but if, depending on your poll, you, I mean, you were, we were showing up, we were ranking in Google within minutes. It was amazing. Yeah, I, have a hashtag, the post get, I have the hashtag one in one question. Because I'm still trying to figure out Google Plus for myself. And Nicole, you were saying like you can enable Google Plus to do hashtags for you to try to see what they're reading, right? I don't do that. I still have mine set so that I automatic, so I put in my own hashtags. I kind of like it because Google will prompt you, right? So if you start type, if you hashtag something, it'll give you some prompts. It's a neat exercise just to go through that because they might prompt you with some hashtags that you just haven't thought of that are actually really good hashtags. But here's my question. I hashtag the crap out of everything on Google+. Is that worth it or not? Because I just get so excited. I'm like, blogging tip, pro-blogging tip, blogging trick, blogging, blogging. You know, I just get so excited, and I hashtag it. Is that helping me at all? I mean, I know Google+, you're supposed to have a nice photo. I've learned that. Like, yeah. if when you post to Google+, you got to have a nice photo. It's a very visual. The way it's laid out is very visual. And people tend not to read the text as much, but they really draw the pictures. So I've noticed that. Now, hashtagging the crap out of things, worth it or not? I always tell people to try to stick really hard to three to five. Um, I just go with three since so it doesn't junk up everything. Um, also, because Google only puts the three up there, so I feel like they're not really counting the rest anyway, so why do it? Um, it's also, it depends on which circles you run in, but it, some people think it's um, poor etiquette. But who knows? If you're showing up for that hashtag when somebody's looking for it, you know, then d does it matter? What do you think, I'm sorry, I was getting, uh, searching, doing your uh, hashtags and getting mixed results. I'm, I'm going to offer, offer another, well, Randy searches the hashtags to see if we're right. Um, I know, he's trying to disprove me. You need to while, we're, while we're live, nonetheless. So, <laughs> another Google Plus beginner tip that I am now just realizing, which seems like kind of a duh thing, but organize your circles, because in Google Plus, oh. you you can share with just a circle, right, with just yeah. one circle and not everybody. So now I'm at the point where, like, crap, I really want to share with just this circle. But I started Google+, Plus and was just like, yeah, share friends, circle, 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 and didn't organize anybody. So now I'm having to go back and kind of, like, put people into circles that would make sense to share with them certain information. So... If you're just starting out or if you don't have that many followers, just make sure that you're using the circles feature properly. 
Well, and properly depends on what your goals are on Google+. But there is a new tool out um, that was recently relaunched. It's called Circle O Scope, and they do have a free version. So I would check that out. Um, so, I mean, they're, they're doing a lot of promotion right now. You can Google them, and they have tutorials and stuff. And it goes through, and it, I mean, it's amazing some of the features that they have on there um, to, like, move people around and change your circles and all sorts of craziness. So I would definitely check it out because it seems really awesome. And it's one of those things like, you know, yeah, as soon as I get four minutes, I might try that. <laughs> okay, we also have to get to Google authorship because I know Randy talked about that when he was talking about the, the views, the page views. So oh. what is Google authorship? How do I get it? Where do I put it? Go. <laughs> the authorship is what you what you used to see when you would do a search and you would uh, see somebody's little picture next to their name. And that was great because it, uh, what that does is it ties you to your website. You put a little piece of code in your website and then and so Google sort of starts to learn, like you were saying earlier, Nicole, it starts to learn about you. Um, and it would show that little image in the Google search result which uh, people have shown would uh, attract more clicks. Even if you might list, be listed number two, three, or four instead of number one, people might click there just because it had that image there, uh, and, and it would, you know, could result in more traffic to your website. That's one of the reasons why there's so many webmasters and bloggers on Google+, because they all came flooding in to get that done on their website or to try to take advantage of that. Well, Google has removed that. They, in, they decided that they're not going to do that anymore. So they still have the authorship, which is where you put your little piece of code on your website, and, and it, it, it ties you together. That's how you get that views. That's how they know that if you, somebody went to your web page with your tag on it, uh, that it uh, that counts those views toward your, your profile. Uh, there was also, and there are a lot of myths and confusion around the authorship, um, people will say that you've got to be on Google Plus or you've got to use authorship because it's going to increase your SEO. It's going to get you, it's going to make you rank higher in the Google search. And uh, that just, as Mark uh, Trapagan mentioned last in last week's show, is not the case. Just simply putting authorship on your website and, uh, and, and connecting it to your profile is not going to make you rank any better in your Google searches. No, it's not going to help you rank any better. Yeah, bloggers, if you're on WordPress, um, the, the self-hosted WordPress, it's actually very easy now to claim authorship. A lot of themes have a field and a function built in where you can just put your Google Plus code in there. So it's fairly easy to do. But one final question, since I know we're almost done, and this is the big question, is does Google Plus help your SEO at all, Randy? Well, it's kind of like what I was just saying a second ago. And I, I, almost, I stopped myself because the the... The short answer is no. The slightly longer answer is no, sort of. Uh, and it, it, it can help for when other people are logged into their Google Plus accounts, which we talked about earlier, isn't a whole lot of people. But when those people are logged in, or maybe they're just logged in with their Gmail account or their YouTube account, they don't even necessarily realize they're logged into Google Plus. Um, posts that you make uh, may often show up higher in search results, and maybe, I'm not even sure, uh, your web page results, I don't think they will, will show up higher. So really, in reality, no, it, it, it doesn't help your SEO. At least today, that could all change. Google's doing a lot of things and trying to make things 
better. But uh, as of today, no, there's no real significant provable. Uh, nobody's shown that it increases your SEO just by using Google+. Okay, so I'm going to back up um, the train for just a second and explain to people that are new to maybe the concept of Google+, and Google+, search. When you are logged into your Gmail account or your YouTube account or your Google+, account or your Google Apps account or any kind of thing that you need to log into Google for, um, they will give you search results called search plus your world, which means those are people that you are connected with through Google+, and kind of like this is totally not... I didn't research this or anything, but I feel like it's just, you know, the, the, the normal things that you normally, or the things that you, you normally search for, I feel like they almost don't cache them. Or, you know, they, they just kind of keep throwing the same results back at you. Um, so you can choose to do an incognito search or just completely log out, and you'll get different results. So everyone, no one gets the same search results anywhere in the world when they're using Google, or I guess any search engine, really. But so that's what they mean is like, you know, were you logged in, were you logged out? That's the, the question is if you're logged in, then you're going to be skewing those results to people that you are connected with. And I'll, I'll, I want to give one more really practical blogger tip because I see this all the time and it drives me nuts. When you fill out your about for your Google Plus profile, link to your Twitter, link to your Facebook page, link to your other social medias. There is a place to do it in your Google profile, and by all means, please link to your blog. I can't tell you how many people I run across on Google Plus who are sharing blog posts, and then I'll go and I'll click on their profile to learn more about them, and for some reason their blog page isn't linked in their about. So just make sure you're really filling out that about so that the small audience, the very the small, very smart audience, <laughs> that's <laughs> Well, well, okay, so well, another, smart. yeah, I don't know if this is, well, <laughs> I'm just throwing out all sorts of information that I'm not researching, um, but the, it used to, your about section was searchable. If you've clicked and made that per, uh, public, then they will search that about section. Is that still true, Randy? I don't know. Mm -hmm. I haven't checked. That's how much, uh, yeah, I don't know. That was back in the day when I was knee-deep in, in Google Plus eight, eight hours a day to keep on, to, on top of everything. Uh, speaking but, of Nicole, we should plug the book that we're going to be in. We're going to be in a Google Plus book. Are we allowed to announce that yet? I don't know. I need to write a chapter. Okay. Well, we're not going to talk about that yet. <laughs> oh. Oh, my goodness. Okay. I thought you mentioned it with Phyllis. I'm sorry. I didn't realize I was opening up a can of worms. Oh, I don't know if I did. I, I don't know if I said the name. I'm I'm sorry if we weren't allowed to talk about it. We're not going to talk about it. We'll wait until we get permission. But anyway, thank you, everyone, for joining us today. <laughs> we will see you next week. Next week, we are replaying AdSense 101 Part 2. So go ahead, and if you have not seen AdSense 101 Part 1, you can find it in our playlists. Um, but we are all going to be... Um, occupied and so you will learn about AdSense 101 and you will see all of the uh, craziness that is involved with AdSense. So thank you very much for joining us everyone and we'll see you soon. That's a wrap for today's episode of Eat Sleep Blog Repeat 
We'll have this podcast up on the blog at ncbloggernetwork.com. Be sure to swing by and add your thoughts and comments to the blog post or call in here to the show. We'd love to hear from you.